0: You're listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary, Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I really like this one. This is a good one. we have to get rid of it. <laughs> oh, you have to get rid of this one? Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately.
1: Do you have to get rid of all The Happy Hour Not all of them. I I think there's like two or
0: three that uh, we can we can stick with. Um, But yeah, you know, it's a thing. Whatever. Um, Oh, shout out to Don, who uh, is is reminding me of the New Balance Nationals meet, which is high schoolers um, who are in in New York. Uh, And first off, New Balance Nationals is fantastic. I wish I could have gone at some point, but it's never that good. Um, do you
1: have to wear like those white new balance? Nah, no, 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 no. That'd be fun. <laughs> you wear you, whatever you
0: want to wear. Uh, there was a sixteen year old sixteen year old girl who woman who ran the two hundred in twenty two sec twenty two point three three seconds, mm. just shattered the under twenty record, and uh if, if you compare her time to nationals for the collegiate runners, she would have gotten third in the finals at in Albuquerque. Wow. At the D one finals as a sixteen year old. Hmm. So that's pretty impressive. There are also 3 high schoolers in the 60 who the same day and I'm not taking shots at Tyreek, but I kind of am. Whatever. I don't care. Um 3 high schoolers who ran faster than 67 and that meet the exact same day.
1: I got kind of a weird question too again revolving around track. Is there any possible way that it's like like gymnastics where it might be helpful to be a little bit younger? Or like, is there it's like a concern of weight gain? I guess at that point, by the time a growth spurt or something, when she's—I mean,
0: I mean, maybe because everybody grows differently. Yeah. But um, if you train correctly, as long as you have that speed when you're younger, it's not going to just magically disappear. Well, sometimes it just disappears, but for the most part, you keep training a correct way, the right way, and and you'll be able to build upon it. Yeah. So I'm just um, saying, I
1: wonder, like, if if you told me what's she going to run in four years, couldn't tell you it's hard to tell.
0: No, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. She could get better, she could get worse. That is, mm. but that happens with everybody. There's some people who right now Not there are some Not everybody peaks at the same yeah, time. Yeah, there's some guy, there are some boys right now who probably peaked. There's some maybe those some of those boys at that, that that meet. That's as fast as they're ever going to go. Mm. And they're never going to get any faster. It's a great time and and you're 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 moving quickly, but if that's as fast as you're gonna get, you know, once you get older and you get into the professional ranks, if you're not getting any faster than what you ran as a high schooler, unless you're ungodly fast, it's not really gonna amount to anything. So, you know, if people people peak at different times. People, um, if you're if you do different sports, it'll help that you it'll help you so you don't peak as a high schooler usually normally. Um, but if you're focused on you know track and field or, or just the one sport uh, all year round sometimes it'll get to you and, and your body will just be like, okay, this is it. This is, good. This is as good as we're going to get. Yeah. So um, we'll see what happens in a couple of years, but you know, smash is the under 20 record and we'll see where she's at right. in a couple of years. Either what you that. Can't what college, if she decides to go to college, if she decides to go professional straight out of high school, which a couple of people have done, hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see where her career takes her. But um, over to <laughs> Q. guys, as you do realize Tyreek is almost 30 years old, right? Can't compare that to 18 year olds. I don't why. Well,
1: you're talking about NFL why? NFL top end speed. I think that's interesting compared yeah. to. Why? Why can't stars? I? He's yeah. in
0: he's in fantastic shape for a 30-year-old. Yeah. I, there are there are professional sprinters who are 30 who are running faster than like if this isn't taking look, he did great. He doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. I my my beef isn't with him. It's with the people who say, "Oh my gosh, look at how fast he is." And it's like, "Yeah, he is fast. He's he's He is the fastest NFL player right now. That is not a question. But in terms of sprinting, like at a professional track and field level, you put him in a professional meet and I don't know. I don't I he's not gonna win it. He doesn't stand
1: out. He's not gonna win
0: it. He'll be he'll be one of the faster people and he'll be he'll he will look good doing it. He has great form, but will he
1: still throw up the peace sign if he's uh, eighth? No. No. <laughs> no, that will not happen. No, just keep running. That did, that did not happen.
0: <laughs> John in Cortland says, uh, when did Usain Bolt retire 200-plus pounds? I don't know what that means. When, like, did he retire and he's 200-plus pounds? I don't know what that means. Mm. 800 meters at Worlds, 18, sub-144. Yeah. Kids are fast, man. Records are falling left and right. But we're going to get into NFL free agency because, as Bach said before we hit the, hit the break, former Huskers on the move, Bach.
1: Yeah, uh, former Giants offensive lineman. Sorry, Giants fans out there. It is now former Giants offensive lineman uh, Nick Gates is heading to a rival. He's heading to the Washington Commanders, so he's mm. not, not getting outside of the NFC East uh, quite yet, which is exciting. I always love any of those matchups a good eight rivalries. Uh, but a good story for Nick Gates, uh, who battled back. Uh, he was he had seven surgeries after he broke his. Uh, Is left a a fibula and tibia, Mm. so basically his leg there, uh, in 2021. So it was great to see him back. Um, I don't know. I I, kind of like my – I kind of like long-term offensive linemen staying in one place, but he's probably, you know, getting the money there. So it'll be fun to see him still –
0: I mean, they they brought somebody in to play over him after he got hurt, so he probably couldn't get the job back. He goes to Washington, maybe win that job. I mean, he was a captain when he got his legs snapped, so – um, hopefully
1: he's And they like to. I know the Giants fans mostly. I mean he's uh, if you remember at Nebraska he was kind of this way too. He's somewhat vocal. I mean yep. kind of a yeah, kind of what we, I mean he's he'll not back down if you hit his quarterback, you hit his running back uh, late or something. He'll, he'll be get in your be face. There. Yeah, he'll yeah. be there.
0: Which is which is a, a great trait for an offensive line. Yeah. Guy. You want to be protective of your guys. Yeah. Your skilled guys who are who are making you look good. He's or maybe just, you're but
1: he is one of bad. those guys that um, and, and this happened with a lot of offensive linemen over the last 20 years, where it's like, I don't know if Nebraska's getting the most out of him, because no. then they go into the NFL, and, like, I I, I I mean, I just don't know how many people saw this out of, out of Nick Gates. Not to say that he couldn't do it. He was very highly regarded when he was here. Um, I just have to go back. I don't even know. Was Nick Gates drafted?
0: Mm, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, it was. It was no, that is, that is run like, run, I, yeah. No. So Nebraska will have offensive linemen who make it to the league, whether it's drafted or undrafted, and you see them playing at such a high level and you just think back to when they were at Nebraska and how much Nebraska has struggled recently on the offensive line or just in the past, however many years. And it's so confusing to see these guys make it to the, the best level of their profession and perform at such a high level when they were at Nebraska and, it was kind of a struggle. It's, it's almost as if these NFL teams see the potential in these players and are able to bring that out, where at Nebraska they weren't able to do that for whatever reason, whatever the coaching staff may be.
1: Well, and part of it, too, is just, you know, you if you've got an offensive – I mean, if you've got a player that's – you know where Nebraska is now. Back in the day, you slot him in position. But a lot of times now, um, if you're Nebraska, if you're one of these schools that doesn't often have that caliber of, of offensive linemen, um, then he's playing left tackle, and he might be playing out of position, but he's your best left tackle. Like he's mm-hmm. your best, so you put him at the most important spot on the line, um, and you know. So he's gone on to have success at center where he was playing tackle at Nebraska. Um, so maybe that's why you kind of see that at times. But he was actually undrafted and declared to go early. I kind of forgot about. Um, so he could have stayed around <laughs> another year at Nebraska, but didn't. I'll always remember that would have been um, nice that game. I believe that was him against uh, uh, Tennessee, where like he was. He was great. I mean, you you felt like all year long and then um, just could not cover Derek Barnett. uh, Now the Eagle. Was he with the Eagles now? Who? Uh, Barnett, the the Tennessee uh, head rusher. Oh, that was not a good time. Not only ate Nick Gates' lunch, but ate everybody. I mean, they tried all these different tackles. I just didn't feel like he got back to form there.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. So, um, sorry, just kind of going away from that, the women's NIT – um, the bracket has been announced. Nebraska, as you know, is in the women's NIT. They are in the Group 3 area of the NIT as a one seed, it looks like. How and they will be hosting a game a against host. Missouri State on in two days, actually. <laughs> um, they will be hosting Missouri State here in Lincoln. Uh, their portion of the bracket has teams uh, Missouri... Kansas, who is a top 25 team for most of the season. Nebraska did beat them here in Lincoln. Um, Arkansas, Texas Tech, um, SMU, uh, teams teams of that nature in their, in their bracket. Um, some other, let me see if there's any other Big Ten teams in here. Just so I can get this and let everybody know. Oh my goodness, where are they? Uh, there are There no other ones. Doesn't look like it, actually. They might be the only Big Ten team here in the women's NIT. Hmm. Um, Kansas State also, Washington, Wichita State, Wyoming, uh, Oregon, North Dakota State, you know, some other teams in the women's NIT. But if you want to catch Nebraska, the Nebraska women in action in postseason play, they will be hosting Missouri State on the 15th at 7 p.m. at PBA, well, 7 p.m. Eastern time. So 6 6 p.m. I can never get that right. <laughs> 6 p.m. at PBA, Missouri On State, Wednesday. the Missouri State Bears Wednesday. Oh, okay. There you go. The women's NIT announces their their bracket. You can go to women'snit.com and you can uh, see the entire bracket for yourself. But that's nice. You get to host a game.
1: Yeah, I was wondering if they were going to to host. Obviously, um, what do you kind of feel about the season overall? I mean, obviously they had their own you know injury battles to, mm-hmm. to, to face. Um, is pretty. Pretty successful season, getting a one seed in the WNIT. Obviously, coming off an of NCAA tournament bid, maybe a little bit more was hoped for. But it's—I hmm. mean, they competed well with a lot of teams, yeah—and just and lost, you know, close margins. They're they're
0: you know beats. They're they they are one win away, yeah. it's just one win Absolutely. really, and they're one loss. If they don't lose to Minnesota, they're in the they're in the NCAA tournament. If everything else goes the same way, but they don't lose to Minnesota up in Minneapolis. Mm. Um not not even postseason, not even the Big Ten tournament. It was just a regular season game. Yeah. If they don't lose that game, they are in the NCAA tournament. So it's it's not a disappointing season, but it isn't what the women's team was expecting this season coming off of an NCAA tournament berth and unfortunately losing in the first run last year to Gonzaga. But with what they had what they dealt with this year, um in the actually massive loss um earlier in the season. Of uh, Allison Widener, um, not not the greatest season, but I wouldn't call it a disappointment. Just not exactly what they were hoping for.
1: Yeah, not obviously, a disappointment. Obviously, we'll see it too. If you, if you can, uh, if they can make quite a run in the WNIT. That can kind of change your, your. Oh, that cha- you know, yeah, the you
0: NIT know. changes things for people, whether it be the the women's NIT or the men's NIT. If you go on a run, it changes things. And yeah, unless you're North Carolina, nobody cares. <laughs> um, <laughs> And the championship for the NIT, if Nebraska is to make it that far, well, okay, first off, the Fab Four, which is what they call it in the, in the NIT, March 28th and 29th, the championship is April 1st at 5.30 p.m. Eastern time on CBS.
1: Okay, so we got some time.
0: If the women are to make it.
1: Let's plan on it. Let's plan
0: April 1st, CBS, 5.30 Eastern time. Everybody be glued to your TVs. Nebraska will be playing somebody. Somebody. Let's see. Let's say they'll be playing. I'm looking on the other side of the bracket. So,
1: is it called the uh, Lincoln Regional?
0: Uh, no. it's it's group Group Three, and they play in Lincoln. Okay, because the other team, though, so they will face the winner of Northern Iowa and Colorado State. And where do those teams play? Cedar Falls, Iowa. Okay. So, I don't know if Nebraska so would science. also host. Yeah. I, like that, yeah, I don't know how that. Yeah, I don't know how that goes. Um, who gets to host what? But first round, second round, Super Sixteen, Great Eight, Fab Four. That's, that's what we're going with in the women's NIT. <laughs> but that's going to do it for this segment again. Actually, no, we can keep going a little bit. So Nebraska is going to be hosting um, uh, Missouri State in, in that. Um, I think I got another update on some more uh, free agency in, uh, in, from Adam Schefter. Uh, the, the Chiefs signing Jawan Taylor, a off- former Jaguars offensive tackle, after they lose their offensive tackle to wherever he decided to go off to. So uh, losing an off losing an offensive la- lineman um, to wherever, and then gaining an offensive lineman, but they're paying him a boatload of money. He's getting paid. They give him a four year, eighty million dollar deal, sixty million guaranteed. Hmm. Is are, are these deals are getting a little a little large? Granted, the the NFL is bringing in more money, but. Yeah.
1: The seller cap's getting bigger, too. I mean, it's getting
0: wild, man.
1: It is. It's it's crazy to look at these numbers as opposed to where they were, um, you know, 20 years ago. I I thought it was kind of interesting. I can't remember who it was, but uh, somebody who played in the NFL for a few years was like a third round pick, something like that. Mm -hmm. Might have been Troy Dumas. Um, but you know, when just kinda of talking to him on the captain kinda of thing, and yeah, that's that's awesome. He played the you know and he's just like, Yeah, back then uh that didn't make you rich. <laughs> it's like, whoa, you're just like, he's yeah, right, you're yeah. Playing. I guess it didn't. But nowadays, yeah. I mean, if you get picked in the, the draft uh, NFL draft, I'm pretty sure six seventh rounder guys are getting like million guaranteed. I would take a seventh round
0: pick. Oh, uh, yeah. well, you're not guaranteed to make the team, but yeah, you're, you're getting a, a decent chunk of change. Uh, yeah. So it was Andrew Wiley, the former Chiefs right tackle, who is actually going to Washington, who apparently hey, is solidifying their offensive yeah. line. Andrew Wiley joining uh, Nick Gates up in Washington, trying to maybe bring the Hogs back to Washington? Mm. Even though they're the commanders now?
1: I don't know. Commanders. They're, they're, commanders. they're, they're, they're
0: dumb nickname. <laughs> I don't know. D, I, I don't know. DP didn't really like it. I'm not a Washington fan, so I can't really speak it has, on it. But it
1: definitely has to grow on you. It's it's still not there for
0: honestly, me. Honestly, probably should have stuck with football team. Yeah, which gonna, I thought like, was
1: dumb from the beginning, but then it started. That one caught on. I kind of liked it.
0: Gonna, I, I, liked, I liked football team. WFT, they had a nice logo going yeah. on, and then they were like, hey, let's go with Commanders because that makes a lot of sense. If they were able to, they should have gone with Red Tails. <laughs> that would have been cool. That would have been really uh, cool.
1: See, I don't know if that also sounds kind of uh, arena football league. No, <laughs> it
0: makes sense. Just don't think about it. Yeah. Just don't think about it too hard and you'll be good.
1: I don't think too hard about it. Mostly <laughs> anything. So I could do that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, what are your thoughts? I know we're just bouncing around right now, but what are your thoughts on the uh, uh, Olympic or whatever challenge that the Husker football team has been doing this winter conditioning?
1: Yeah, I th- I think it's it's cool. Uh, it's good, you know, team bonding, um, and it's it's kind of forcing guys to step up in leadership roles, and and you're kind of learning about the team. So I think especially for a year one winter conditioning. Um, you know, he, this is still a lot of get to know the guys. Uh, you know, I'm sure Matt Rule and his staff, and they've said as much. You know, some guys come in and want a blank slate, so they won't look at any of the games. I think that's kind of silly. Like, dude, <laughs> do some homework and and know what and, you know, see what you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you know, I, I get it. They don't want to get preconceived notions for their fall, uh, you know, camp battles or spring camp battles. But they've said that they've kind of looked at it. But you know, it, it's it's different when you're live out there and working with the guys. And 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 quite honestly, again. And I can't say this enough, and I know it's it's not something that probably Nebraska once highlighted, but there's there's guys fighting for their jobs out there. So I mean, any any part of this um, is going to be uh, very interesting um, for for if I'm a, if I'm a kind of a fringe guy, you know, uh, on the scholarship chart. Um, you know showing out at these winter conditioning things it may not might not mean every, everything but if mm-hmm. you can um, you know and, and it's just been a just lot just get of fun. yourself noticed yeah. right
0: just just put plant the seed in the coach's head like hey I'm one of the harder workers you know we're we're out here playing soccer and I'm I'm giving it my all I might not be good at it but you you noticed when yeah. I was out there like it's it's interesting to see them do all these you know different sports and these different activities that that aren't football related although some people would would prefer that they fo- focus on football. I mean, you've been so bad at football for so long that you need to focus on the football aspect of things, but they're going to get a lot of that in during the spring <laughs> and the summer and, and the fall. They
1: can't, like, going up against NCAA violations yeah. if you over-football yeah. things. Yeah, so. like, they will
0: focus on football over the next <laughs> however many months. Yeah. But right now, this is to build team camaraderie and i i really like it and i think it's really interesting that they they've decided to branch out and you know work with other sports and kind of bring them in to help them you know take part in some of these these events and and um Again, build the camaraderie on the team and, you know, offensive linemen with wide receivers and quarterbacks with defensive backs and everybody's just mixed up. It's not, you know, this position group with this position group. You need to learn everybody in your room and nobody else. You know, they're branching out. They're getting to know everybody on the team, and I think that's really cool, and that's going to help, you know, going on later on in the season. You're going to have a lot more trust, not only for the guy to your left and your right, but for the guy on the other side of the ball who, who you're going to have to have – um Again, full trust in when if you're on the offensive end, you need that ball back from the defensive side of things. You know you'll have full trust in those guys. Not that they didn't before, but it is just a different level.
1: Well, I think too, just the different you know leaders that emerge out of it. I, I think is the most interesting part uh, because you know with the, when they did the the press conference, they had uh, a, a few guys go up there: Chief Borders and Thomas Fadone and. You know, not to say not anything against those guys, but that sounds to me like you're picking names out of a hat. I wouldn't have guessed those guys no. immediately. So, you, like you really do, you're kind of learning who your leaders are.
0: Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. That's going to do it for this segment. Up next, the crossover. Eric Strickland, Eric Strickland will come in uh, before on the block, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, everything going on. Maybe I'll ask him a little bit about the New York Knicks and how they're totally back. <laughs>